नमो तस् भगवत अर्हत सम्मास नमो तस् भगवत अर्हत सम्मास नमो तस् भगवत अर्हत सम्मास So good evening. Today is eighteenth uh, of September, half moon day. So uh, Ajahn Amaru had to attend the uh, funeral ceremony at uh, Saint Albans Cathedral. So he probably just returned now. So uh, it's for the Her Majesty the Queen, the, the late Queen. Uh, she passed away on the 8th of this month, so the same day that we had the uh, funeral for George Sharp, one of the very uh, uh, prominent, important figure in our community. So, like the, so the same day in the evening, uh, Her Majesty the Queen passed away, very important figure in this country and uh, and very well known all over the world so it's very moving to see so many people gathering to to pay respect to her from all over the world um um of the age of her grandson but uh, seeing uh, so many people respecting uh one human being is uh, not uh, uh, a little thing nowadays. So many people, uh, thousands, millions of people gathering, not thousands, millions of people gathering. And uh, I read news sometimes and people's reflections on uh, gathering to pay respect to her final days. Uh, they were explaining how peaceful and how meditative the uh, environment, the atmosphere uh, of these gatherings. So people were chanting and uh, sharing their stories and uh, quite uh, on its own organic way. It has kind of uh, built into a little very temporary uh, community in around Westminster, London, uh, people sharing their thoughts and reflections and uh, just uh, to pay respect to this one remarkable human being in my way of thinking. So, uh, and people from all over the world, even from where I'm from, Sri Lanka, so uh, all over the world, so people gathering, it's very... Uh, Today would be her last night of people being able to see it. So tomorrow there will be a state funeral for the late Queen, Her Majesty. Uh, I think a few days after she passed away, I happened to read some news on, I think, on BBC. Um, Something very, very uh, reflective, striking word that she had 
say to her, her children, uh, uh, went through my mind. It's uh, really striking, very, uh, uh, reflective, uh, reflection from her. So I thought I would choose that as my kind of topic for today. Uh, I think one of her children mentioned that, uh, uh, so people asking, how do you cope with the loss of your mother and her children, or one of her four children, and one of the children said, well, our mother used to say always, uh, love, care is very beautiful, love is nice, but uh, there's a big price to pay for love. And she always used to say, the big price for the love is grief. So I think one of her children said, uh, because she gave that reflection a few times earlier on, uh, the price for the, for the love is grief. So uh, they said, um, we are very thankful that she reminded that before she passed away. Uh, and they said, uh, as much as we loved her, uh, this grieving period, this grief for her, is part of uh, uh, our the process of life. So we are uh, grieving, but we are experiencing uh, something that uh, we never experienced before in terms of uh, losing lost our father, but uh, she frequently uh, said that. They said uh, part of existence is, is grief. So, um, yeah, we all, uh, you know, we all, we, we all like the positive, we think love, um, um, happiness, joy, uh, they are the positive ones, the grief, uh, loss, uh, uh, unhappiness, they are negative ones. So we, we separate, this is positive, this is negative, but uh, it's like um, we always like the, the best bit, nice bits. And when we uh, choose something, we like beautiful, nice, healthy, uh, uh, juicy, uh, nutritious things, but not the, uh, not very nice, not looking very good. And, uh, so, uh, we, uh, have, uh, we choose things. But, um, life is not, not about always being happy. Life is not about always being uh, joyful, always being, always getting what I want, or always feeling the love. So, when we choose what we like, like the the late Queen said, always remember the price. We choose what we like. We choose what is beautiful. We we choose what is uh, joyful. But at the same time, when we choose that, it's. It's a good reflection to to re, to remind ourselves um, 
know, these, the best bits, the, the nice and pleasant things that I choose in my life, of course they're nice, but there's a price to pay one day. So uh, remembering, if we choose what we like, remembering and reflecting with the price that we have to pay, actually it becomes something of, uh, um, again, you know, we don't lose anything. You know, we, we lose our loved ones, but if we know this love, this attachment will have a price one day, and when we lose that, and that price, we already knew that we, we had to pay one day, and we are ready for that, and we can learn from that. Uh, you know, when you when you buy something, there's always there's price to pay. The whole life is about paying a price. Uh, you know, we life we get born into this world, and uh, uh, we feel strong, we feel young, and we are. Uh, strong and uh, beautiful, but that all has a price to pay. So if you don't, if you don't uh, realize, if you don't, if, if we are not ready or reflect on the price that we have to pay, uh, the paying part becomes more uh, unpleasant, and we struggle a lot, and we struggle to pay. So the youth. For example, we all like being young, strong, and bouncy and beautiful. But uh, it comes to the peak, and uh, slowly, and the body ages, the life ages, and that aging process is the price that we pay for being young and being born. And uh, we get ill, you know, we we feel sick sometimes. We get ill. Being ill is the part, the price that we pay for being healthy, being uh, strong. So, but we have to pay that price. So, yeah, I was reflecting on this uh, topic uh, most of the time to the late Queen, actually. So, uh, I never thought that before. So, she gave me such a wonderful reflection on life. Uh, so, I'm glad that her children spoke about this. So uh, how to uh, how to be prepared to pay uh, the price of something that we like. So, and it very much resonates with with the Buddha's teaching. You know, Buddha's teaching is the the very much uh, the same uh, uh, philosophy. Uh, like Ajahn Amaro reminded today, Dhamma is. There's no special thing as Dhamma, but Dhamma is what the aging is Dhamma, being born is Dhamma, uh, impermanence is Dhamma, Patichasamupada, like deep Dhamma, like Patichasamupada is Dhamma. Everything is Dhamma, you know, Dhamma is the way, the way it is, how, how, uh, how world functions, how it works. That's the Dhamma. So being able to accept uh, what exists. In fact, uh, now or one day or later, what exists 
become something non-existent become something something doesn't exist exist anymore that's how uh, the nature of the dhamma so that that's why we uh, the buddha buddha always you know he he uh, frequently um, you know, his his teaching is not based on something esoteric something something cannot be seen or something very mysterious buddha's teaching is not a mystery it's about here and now what exists and it's about suffering you know very interestingly buddha based buddha's teaching is based on on dukkha the suffering there's no no other philosophy no other religion i could you know we could see that's based on dukkha suffering so why the dhamma is based on buddha's teacher teaching is based on dukkha and suffering actually there's nothing exist nothing exist he taught what exists he didn't create any dhamma he didn't create something that doesn't exist something mysterious in the world so there's a there's a very mysterious thing in the world called dhamma that you have to realize that that's not the buddha's teaching he he based his teaching on dukkha the suffering uh you know the grief the suffering suffering is not about what we think crying or anything it's part of it but why did he based why did he uh, built his sasana his dispensation his teachings on dukkha it's all about uh the origin of dukkha and the uh, end of dukkha buddha said uh, what i taught all the buddhas in the past what they taught they taught only the arising of the dukkha and the uh, passing away of the dukkha and as the buddha now the gautama buddha he said only thing that i i speak i talk i teach you only arising of the dukkha and the passing away of the dukkha because nothing else can be found in this existence this existence is about uh arising of the dukkha and passing away cessation of the dukkha so that's uh, that's naturally that's not something mysterious there's no mystery in it but if you get closer to the clarity of your mind you know when the mind becomes clear and clear what you can see everything that arises within oneself within yourself is has no any substantial there's no any any uh, anything to hold on to but we have this habit of clinging you know the mind has a habit a natural habit of clinging sometimes we cannot find the reason sometimes it just clings you know it's, it's clinging so um yeah a while ago um i was kind of entertaining a thought in my mind uh uh perhaps in my reflection or meditation uh 
uh, about luxury in life. Luxury is not external luxury, but uh, any any meaningful luxury. You know, we talk about luxury of you know, having luxurious place, luxurious uh, objects, fulfill your life. That's the general um, uh, conception idea. But I thought, what is luxury? So. What, what does it mean to live in luxury? So then I thought, what is opposite of luxury? Is there anything opposite of luxury? Yeah, that's the uh, dukkha, palpitation in the heart, dukkha, feeling the loss, feeling the need of something, uh, unfulfillment, heart is not complete, heart is not full, heart is always looking for something, looking for something, affirmation, you know, being uh, stamped, you know, you are good, you know, you are, you're doing okay, you're doing right, you're beautiful, you're, you're, you're great. So heart is looking for something, it's looking for something, it's like an endless river flowing to an abyss, no end. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, this craving, for something, this craving for to get something, to become someone, to be somebody, or to to do better, it's like a disease in mind. So that is the opposite of luxury. So I, I was reflecting. Okay, there's the this need. This need of even it could be even enlightenment. You know, I need to be enlightened. I want to be enlightened. I want to be uh, free. My life. I want to be free of all defilements and feel a, eternal love and compassion. Still need. So any need that. Uh, so why is this need for something? Uh, limits my movement, my uh, joy, uh, live freely, you know, happiness or comfort. So then I thought, what, what is the opposite of, we were talking about the opposite of uh, 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 luxury. Then I, 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 I thought, okay, the, the, if, I, if I want to live a luxurious life, live luxury in myself, within myself, the way to be, the uh, way to find the luxurious life is uh, um, de- uh, improving or developing my skill of letting go. It's, it's hard, it's difficult. It's shaking sometimes, you know, when we find something that we like, you know, we cannot let go. It's shaking, it's, 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 uh, the body reacts when we want to let go of something. Mind reacts, yet, uh, I thought, if I want to really live luxurious life, live what I mean as luxury in well-being in myself, we always chant the, uh, uh, well-being in myself. What is well-being in myself? Or what is being luxurious in myself? Is being able to let go of 
clinging, you know, being being able to let go of clinging. This clinging tosses me all around the places. Uh, uh, at times, you feel stupid, and sometimes feel embarrassed, and sometimes feel lack of confidence, sometimes uh, anger, um, jealous, and restlessness. All these. Uh, as we call defilements or uh, uh, that which are against or opposite of luxurious life, uh, um, always um, um, uh, overtaken by those. Uh, those opposite of luxurious life. So I thought, okay, the the, the best word, the best uh, remedy for uh, luxurious life is there's nothing to do with anybody. It's nothing to do with anybody. Even even if the whole world says you're the worst guy in the world, you know, you are you are just trash. You're just rubbish. Is nothing to do with anybody else. It's to do with my own ability, strength of letting go. So I thought, okay, the, uh, to live a luxurious life, to live luxury in my own heart, on, in my own self, uh, well-being in my own self, is to be able to, uh, to strengthen or improve my ability to let go. You start with something minor, you can start deliberately, you can start something intentionally. You know, we, we hold on to we, uh, the uh, attachment to, for example, as Lompo Sumedo says, attachment to views, what we think. What we think so much kills us, you know, so much suffering because what we, what I think is right and my rightness has to be, has to prevail. My rightness has to be acknowledged. My rightness has to be, uh, praised. And when my rightness is not acknowledged, when it's not praised, I can see that attachment, that attachment to the rightness really uh, hammers down this inner well-being. You can see you become this uncomfortable, lots of discomfort inside, unpeaceful, you don't feel very unpeaceful, not peaceful, restlessness, all the other, you know, if you learnt uh, Buddhist text, text, lots of uh, like five hindrances, it's all the five hindrances. In fact, it's a product of clinging to anything. It doesn't matter how, how little or how big. If you, there's a very interesting sutta in Majjhimanikaya, uh, it's called Latu Kikopam Sutta. So it's about little bird, you probably remember. So a little bird, a little tiny little leg tied to a, a little piece of rock. And, uh, yeah, like that. So something, even something very minor, very little. You can, ah, oh, it's a little, tiny little rock. Why can't this little bird 
fly off. It's only very little, tiny little rock tied to the to the leg. But for that little bird, it's a it's a huge uh, obstacle. Uh, weight. So weight in the heart is not determined by the size of it, how big or how small. It doesn't matter. Uh, it could be a very insignificant amount of uh, um, attachment, very insignificant amount of attachment. Still, it grows. The attachment is uh, a very interesting phenomena in this system. That's all we know. Anything that we, we say, we, we know this, we know that, everything that we know is to attach to. That's, that's the natural mind uh, the natural talent of the mind is to attach to something. That's the talent. That's the, that's the function of normal mind. Anything that we see, anything that we hear, anything that we believe, think, I like it or I dislike it and you attach to something. If not, no, I don't like any of those. I like only my own. So, it's like that, um, uh, you know that uh, uh, something uh, made out of sticky substance. You, know, you try to, if you're stuck with your hands and legs, and you try to to remove your hand, and you try with your legs, and you get your legs get stuck, and you try with the other hand, you the the other hand gets stuck, and whatever whatever way we struggle. Uh, when there's a sticky substance, and all we all that's going to happen is to get getting more and more stuck in it, get deeper like that. So uh, yeah, there's nothing to there's no glory about mind or about being me. There's no glory about being me. That's what I see. I think you know it's all about this. Same old attachment to everything. There's nothing in mind can be can be glorified. You know, there's no glory in mind. It's what we do just attach to something and then then and then become thirsty. Attachment creates mind thirsty when you attach to something. For example, maybe when we are even attached to a the idea of freedom, liberation. You know, you're all here to find freedom and liberation. Uh, it's a great uh, goal. And it's, it's a wonderful goal in life. Uh, yet, that very liberation, the, the, the freedom that we are looking for, is the very thing that creates our own prison sometimes. That's why it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. All, all we need is the observant, being able to observe. And, okay, that's where the mindfulness applies. Awareness, mindfulness, uh, be the knower of the knowing, as Lobo Sumedho always uh, tells us. Be the knower of the knowing. And the knower uh, is not part of that, that attachment, that clinging. The knower is not part of that clinging, but 
maintaining that knower is uh, something uh, that's where you we need real courage to maintain that knower of the attachment the knower of the attachment okay i can see the the attachment i'm the knower of this this attachment that knower maintaining that uh what we call mindfulness <coughs> awareness uh, maintaining that uh knower requires lots of uh, courage i would i would say practice uh constant application of uh practice mindfulness and dedication so sometimes we that's why uh, you just took your precepts this this evening as for some people maybe it's a very uh, new not very familiar territory to 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 take precepts and discipline because we think freedom is about being able to do whatever you know i i can do it will become one day once you realize the real freedom then uh you become freedom and you realize the uh, uh 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 the territory of freedom you 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 can never transgress that you know, tr- trespass that but until that uh the precepts uh discipline is very important because like i said human mind anything that human mind knows is clinging that's the function it's only function that's why i i thought this is about myself there's no glory in being in either there's no glory in being uh, me because the my nature is just clinging to everything but i know that okay i know that and all i can do is to to live a luxurious life to develop the skill of letting go okay right? it's tough it's hard heart is crying no i want that i like that no but be the knower i'm not i'm not fighting you you know there's no fight with clinging and i'm not fighting the clinging i cannot fight myself how, how can i fight myself i won't i won't win you know i won't have a victory fighting myself but i know myself that's the luck that's the skill to develop not not fighting myself but to know myself fighting myself is a battle that i will never win my whole life even if i live for million years the fighting over myself i will only beat myself and i will never have the victory but to be the to be the one who knows myself to be the one who understands myself to be the one who uh to be the one who knows the knower 
is the skill that as a monk, as a practitioner, as a disciple of the Buddha, I could uh, develop for the benefit of uh, myself and the world. There's nothing I can do as a uh, after putting this, taking this life uh, myself. So, and uh, we were talking about uh, the precepts, the benefit of precepts. You know, sometimes letting go is not an option. In many times, letting go is not an option because uh, if you have, if you are stuck between two options, I, something I like, I I want to cling cling on to that. Uh, the, the choices between clinging and letting go, we naturally choose clinging. That's the option. So, uh, but that's why Buddha was genius. You know, it's absolute he's genius. So the why he was genius, he knew. If you give the option, the nature of the option, people choose the clinging. The mind chooses the clinging, not the letting go, because we, we, we still don't know the benefit or the luxury, the luxury of letting go. So that's why he's called, you know, ocean-like compassion. You know, he had ocean-like compassion. He didn't push people to do that, but he created this uh, discipline or rules or sorry um, the the precepts so once you keep the precepts you have no choice the choice is uh, that which uh, uh, create a word like clingable or something in that which has to be clung to has to be let go because um, there's no choice when you keep the precepts, for example, maybe uh, um, eating at inappropriate times, for example, you know, for as monks, you know, the, the, the best appetite comes after 6 p.m., but, uh, you know, we have no choice. We have no choice. We let practice letting go of that, uh, no uh, that clinging. So it becomes natural to you after a while. Then after a long time, you start to appreciate. Now, oh, I didn't think much of it, but over the time, uh, because I practiced that preset, and my clinging level to food, to taste, I can deal with it. I can I can deal with it. I can live with it. You become. Uh, more at ease with yourself over the time uh, by practicing precepts. Not at the beginning, but it ha that's why Buddha's teaching is not about believing, it's about being proving, you know, being uh, witnessing. You witness yourself that this has a benefit. Okay, you witness, you know, we make mistakes until it's, it's we witness that. It's being witnessed until that we uh, we uh, uh, we fail, you know. We stumble, uh, stumble, and we get up and uh, reaffir reaffirm and break it again, and we get up again. Uh, that's why uh, sometimes putting yourself into that choiceless situation is also a very skillful thing to do. 
like like precepts, for example, you know, putting yourself into precepts, you know, okay, I live on ten precepts or eight precepts for for a week and see how my craving, clinging, destroying me, you know, consuming me. It's my own cravings consuming me, my own craving and anger and lust and jealousy. They are consuming this being, that being consumed by greed and craving and lust and anger is not a luxury, luxurious way of living. It's a very difficult, tedious and uh, dukkha way of living. It's, that's called suffering. So that's the, that's why Buddha based his teaching on suffering, on dukkha. Because the mind is inherently, naturally, only inclined to cling. That's, to, that's the entertainment. That's what mind naturally does. Like I say, don't, don't think, oh, uh, no, no, you don't, you, we don't need to do anything against that. But, because we cannot fight our own self. But we can, uh, understand ourselves. We can, we can, uh, see ourselves rather than fighting ourselves. Buddha, uh, he didn't, uh, his teaching, teaching is not about fighting oneself which is impossible. Uh, Sakaiditi cannot be fought, fought by Sakaiditi. Sakaiditi cannot be fought with Sakaiditi. It never happens. You know, only Sakaiditi wins. The two enemies fight each other. Either enemy is going to win. Just like that, you know, Sakaiditi cannot attack another Sakaiditi. You know, Sakaiditi is the uh, identity, identification to the self. It's called Sakaiditi. So the, the view of self and me and me and me. So that's Sakaiditi in, in, in brief. So, um, yeah, fighting one's own Sakaiditi is not possible. What we can do, only thing we can do to end the Sakaiditi is develop the skill to let go of Sakaiditi slowly. By understanding, through understanding oneself. Once you understand how it works, how sakaditi works, how, how clinging works, okay, that, that it, uh, is, it's nothing that I can fight, but I can see and I can let it drop by itself without having a fight. So that, that, Takes lots of patience, lots of um, time, and don't rush. You know, don't don't hurry yourself, even to reach your freedom. You know, it's uh, it takes its own time because we are since the birth we are programmed, we are planned, we are built to to entertain ourselves with with. Uh, with clingings. So, um, yeah, that's why it's very um, important. Uh, That's why practice comes 
becomes part of freedom and letting go. So the Buddha, Buddha said once heart is fully free, let go of things and practice is end. That's the end of the practice. There's no more to practice. Then uh, precepts, rules, vinaya, patimokkha becomes something done. But until it's, it is done, the skillful, the, the most skillful way to, for human existence is keeping, uh, contain oneself within uh, the, the precepts and some amount of discipline in life. Um, like I said, uh, um, like not eating in the afternoon, for example. We have big larder there. Uh, so, but we can go to the larder and then look, look at it and see what's going to have for tomorrow. You know, you people, you keep eight precepts, most of you. But you know, you naturally don't go, you don't go there to get something and, you know, have a snack and eat because you, you have no, you, you, you put yourself into a situation that you have no choice. Sometimes putting yourself in the situation of no choice has its benefit. It's, you know, mind can rebel. You know, mind is very rebellious because mind believes clinging and clinging is entertaining. That entertainment is what we are. So that's why I said there's no glory in entertaining mind with clinging, with craving. Um, but the real glory comes when you see a little bit of letting go, you know, how free you can suddenly feel by understanding, knowing yourself, seeing yourself, see yourself, and then you feel the glory. Oh, it's only if there's anything to feel glory about life is being able to see a little bit of letting go and then how relaxed and easy heart becomes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, um, um, that's my, that's, I, I thought a few times, um, many times, actually, uh, luxury, you know. I don't believe in, I don't believe luxury in anything else anymore. You know? I believe in luxury only in my own heart. That's only by, and I'm not, nowhere near there yet, but um, uh, just practicing, developing uh, the skill to let go. Once, because heart is, heart is the object that clings to everything. You feel it, you know, when you cling on to something, you feel it. And letting go, Okay, you have to work without, without a fight. Letting go happens without a fight. If you fight, you're letting go. You cannot fight your sakaditi with by creating another sakaditi. But just patience, lots of patience, just wait. Lots of patience, stay with your body. Be mindful of your body when you walk, when you sit. And stay with your body and don't trust too much of the mind, stay with the body, stay with the breath. And uh, it's about focusing, it's, it's a focal, 
where we mindfulness is, is probably 90% of mindfulness as I my my experience is is about f- the focus where my mind is focused it's not about every single moment trying 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 but my focus is something else my focus is some, somewhere else i need to do that but i'm practicing my mindfulness on the body and i'm trying i'm trying but my focus is elsewhere it doesn't do only you get so tired end of the day I have, you know you feel like have done nothing except being tired but if you have right focus the kind of effortless focus on yourself that uh, effortless mindful focus on yourself without too much trying all you need all we need is that that focal point you know, my uh, my focus i'm focused on where my mind is focused it's on my body or mind or you know for satipatthanas so kaya kaya nupassana vedana nupassana citta nupassana dhamma nupassana either either one of these uh, you're focused on your body you know as you walk as you sit as you lying down whatever you 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 focused that's all you know that word we use you know be be focused you know focus yourself you know? you have good focus on your mind or your body or your feelings but uh, then it becomes an effortless way to understand what exists or oneself yourself um then you know we can somehow uh, little by little uh, ec- experience or uh, see the see the r- real uh the joy you know the the luxury the uh, comfort level increases the comfort level of the heart increases uh clinging onto something the comfort level of the heart decreases doesn't matter what you know sometimes in 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 sri lanka we say you know uh, i'm sure you know in in english language same pihiratrangunanagattot kapeno ne that means even if you make a, 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 a dagger out of gold but still it can kill you if you if you uh, stab even even if the knife is made of gold still it cuts and it uh, it hurts you so sometimes we have the the best thought in the world the best uh thought in the world even even though how good how great how holy that thought is if we cling on to that thought even the buddha himself even the dhamma you know what we call even the anything any patijasamuppada or noble eightfold path you know we hold on to the concept just cling on to something that clinging itself is so tiresome it makes you so tired and uh, 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 get fed up in the now this is not going to work and i don't think this path is not working why it doesn't work because we cling on to that path we know treading on the path but cling on to the path so 
uh, yeah, that, that's why you know these these precepts and uh, we because you know we monks have these patimokkha and nuns have their own uh, the rules and patimokkha. We we uh, practice these rules. Uh, we make ourselves into the right choice you know, like i said two choices the choice to choice to cling on to something and choice to let go of clinging so if there's any best choice that's where this faith or trust comes the trust comes because we i i choose the choice of letting go because i haven't done it yet myself um, i haven't seen the benefit of it but i have little trust Buddha may have done it, or other people who are more, uh, you know, um, wise or have wisdom may have done it. So I have little trust. So I put myself into that choice, the choice of uh, no choice, no choice to 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 cling on to something. So no choice for clinging, but there's choice for letting go of clinging. So that's what um, the precepts. You know, every time. When I hear uh, um, taking precepts, you know, I uh, I feel so kind of joyful. You know, people taking precepts. Of course, you know, it's only a vehicle, you know, only a vehicle to go somewhere. We need a vehicle to go somewhere. It's only a vehicle, of course. Uh, once one day you have reached your freedom, so you know you're not going to carry your vehicle on your on your back. So you. Let that go as well. You know, you go in your own way. So um, yes, that's that's why you know people ask me a lot about uh, tudong. You know, I go lots of tudong, so which means a uh, means a lot to me. Uh, I learned a lot by uh, going on tudong. I I walk with my backpack. Tudong is something that monks practice. That uh, in the in the West. It's not a, it's not, it's not a Buddhist culture, but uh, we still practice uh, because we don't have any money, we don't have any possession as such, you know, credit card or anything. So we take our back backpack and the tent, and we walk through the villages, towns, and uh, one of the uh, the uh, why it's really productive me productive to me was uh, still is um, I put myself in no choice situation no choice only choice is to let go every day and then you can learn how to let go even you can learn how to let go it's also skill to learn okay you learn how to let go okay you you know you walk on Tudong and go somewhere I have no clue where, where you're going to sleep uh, one of the places I really like sleeping is a cemetery, uh, the church cemetery, and and, uh, and also feeling feeling that uh, um, you know you wake up in the morning and sit and open the uh, the tent door and then look at all these uh, tombstones and. I feel so much love for all these uh, human humanity, you know, human beings, 
like these humans were once upon a time were wo- walking among us they all had the cravings that i had have they all had the anger that i have and they all had the jealous and strong opinions and strong beliefs and thoughts and what is right and what is wrong and i'm sharing the same experience with them because i have all of those and right now they are resting in peace in that little perch little piece, piece of land and one day i'll be the same so what is the difference so i feel so much uh, love and connection for the for this uh, uh, in a, in a cemetery sleeping in the cemetery uh, so much beauty in it and uh, being able to connect to those human beings just like me and uh, and sometimes you know i pay respect to the cemetery you know it's my respect to you people and because it's me it's nothing else and uh, you know and then you wake up in the morning and absolutely no idea whether i'm going to get something to eat today or not there's no clue so uh, get up and wake up and you know no breakfast and just uh, nothing no coffee or anything and uh just drink water you know sometimes very cold and drink water and slowly get ready and you walk and no choice no choice but funny thing i don't miss amravati either I was talking uh, the other day I uh, walking with uh, some of my team uh, down in the field and someone asked me do you miss when you walk do you miss amaravati of course i miss the meal time sometimes but um, uh, the more and more time i spend uh, in the you know on roads uh, after about a week you know i don't even remember <laughs> i don't is there something wrong with me i thought no it's uh, my my brethren my my brothers and sisters you know i i love them i i live with them why don't i miss them so um um but it's the is the uh, joy of learning to live the day uh, face the day and that facing is letting go you know you the food is a very basic uh, requirement in life when you're not sure you're not going to eat is a very different level of fear so uh, then i can see myself you know all the tricks that my mind is playing you know oh, i'm going to knock on that door you know they look kind of kind you know knock on that door maybe just explain yourself maybe just you know play the uh, play the innocence or you know play the helpless you know i'm just a poor monk walking kind of uh, play the tricks with words and then i can see the fear is talking to me the fear of uh, hunger uh, yeah the the life you know fear we are so driven by fear not not being able to let go of that fear so uh, uh yeah driven by this fear um like i said and i i what i learn i don't 
I don't fight myself. It is a failure. You know, I tried and it's only ended up in failure for years. So I can't fight myself, but I can listen to myself. I tell myself all the time, I am my best listener. I don't do anything to you, but I'm, I'm a good listener to you. I listen to you. I mean myself. So becoming, becoming a good listener to myself is the best service that I can do to myself in order to, to understand better part of me. Listen, you know, we don't listen to ourselves. We, we block, you know, we dismiss ourselves. No, 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 I don't. I want to, no, I, I, we, we don't listen to ourselves enough. That listening takes lots of, that's what meditation is, you know, we listen to ourselves, you know, listen to our cravings, our, our uh, clingings and, uh, uh, jealous, jealouses and lust or g- greed and fear of hunger. Listen, okay, uh, listen, listen, listen. The best thing we can do to ourselves as, as practitioners, listen to ourselves. Because, you know, in, in the, the later science, they, they, you know, they, they say the psychology, they, they believe they, listening is healing, you know, you don't need to talk to someone, but we are ready to talk anytime, but ready to listen. So, uh, you know, I'm ready to talk to myself anytime, give opinions and tell me what to do, but how much am I ready to listen to myself? So, uh, listening actually very soothing and it by itself, just by listening, by itself, it sorts out its own problems. Just listening to the voice without controlling, without trying to manipulate anything. And no matter how great the jealous or how great the fear, how great the anger is, listen. Okay, I can listen. You're really, really, really angry. I can hear you. Yeah, I hear you. You're really unbearably angry. Yeah, I can hear you. And by itself, it learns to deal with it on its own way, without a fight. So then there's no fight, but you become a good listener and you can uh, deal with it without having a fight. Because fight, an unwinnable fight, so Sakaiditi cannot fight another psychiatrist for a win. So always end up in failure. So, uh, yeah, so um, many people ask in many ways, you know, what, why, especially my own, you know, fellow Sri Lankans ask me, what does it mean you go, you know, does it do anything? I said, please don't ask that question. I cannot explain. I, I, I cannot explain. But, you know, I, I, I try to find the, the, the shortest answer for that is putting myself in only one choice. That choice is I had to let go. There's no other choice. So uh, uh, even that wouldn't make sense to many people. So well, why you have to do that? So anyway, so why you have everything? Why you had to choose? You have the better choice, and you choose the the uh, lower choice or another choice letting go why you have to find choose the difficult path while you're having the easy path it's nothing to do with difficult or easy it's to do with comfort and uh, luxury so the way i found living uh, 
comfortable life in my own heart or my own being is uh, is uh, putting myself if i cannot do it i have to put myself in in that situation of letting go i have to let go there's no other choice and then you will see the benefit oh, okay i didn't li- i didn't like it at the beginning but once you know once you experience at least a little bit of it the joy of releasing all these tightness of the heart and then you say, oh okay, i like it that's comfortable luxurious i don't need anything i don't need to depend on anybody's confirmation aff- affirmation praise or anything but uh, i can live i can live on only one thing is letting go that's only thing that i trust letting go being able to do, developing the skill of letting go not needing anything but letting go of tightness letting go of of clinging in fact it's clinging no anything but letting go of clinging or uh anything that distract uh, um, or obstruct the comfortable life so uh so this is uh, me for today and um i really uh uh today I'm, i feel very privileged to be able to to give this talk because uh i highly respect the queen because her life and her uh, she's a very uh remarkable human being and uh, so being able to talk uh the her last night tonight uh in this land so tomorrow will be her funeral so uh so i dedicate my uh uh this talk and everything to the late queen her majesty the queen 